Oh, spotty bells, spotty bells, swinging through midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Spotty bells, spotty bells, quipping all the time. Oh, what fun to swing around New York while fighting crime. Whipping through the streets of New York every night. Wrapping bad guys up in my web so tight. Crawling up the walls, making villains fight. What fun to make the holidays free from crime tonight. Oh, spider bells, goblin smells, vulture laid an egg. Spider buggy blew a tire and venom got away. This is episode 534 for December 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is Spidey Bells by Chris Pine, a.k.a. Captain Kirk, uh, performing the ultimate version of Spider-Man from the Spider-Verse film. Love that rendition. I'm glad that they have released those. This is so much fun. Before we get to our review of the movie, I want to thank people that make episodes like this possible. They support us through Patreon each and every month and help us pay the expensive bandwidth costs, website hosting uh, that it takes to put this show and podcast and website on the air each and every month. So thank you to Robert, Mayor, Michael R., Swiftser, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, Michael, Stephen, David, Dowd, Thomas, Lee, Ricky, Matthew, Frederico, Jonathan, Craig, Brian, Laura, Patrick, Andrew, Michael, Halfskimo, JB, John, Stephen, Stuart, Alex, Nick, Taylor, Will, Jose, Symbiobro, Alex, Christopher, Dom, and Frederick. If you would like to support this podcast through Patreon, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. Uh, you can get exclusives like a uh, PS4 Spider-Man DLC review and video. Uh, also, we do a Spider Satellite review show, which is an audio and also a video uh, form, which is a lot of fun. And uh, I also will read your name at the top of each and every podcast. So, again, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Support things you like so they come out in the future. All right, let's get on with the review. Oh, spotty bells, spotty bells, swinging through midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Hey, crawlspacers, you asked for it, you're getting it. The review of Into the Spider-Verse. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. We have George. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my chagrin. I hope, I hope that was you not that. That. that was not George. We, ha- we have uh, Neil. What's going on, Neil? Um, Y'all are in for a treat. This is going to be a, this is a great movie, and we'll have more to talk about that. But no doubt. We have Javi. What's going on, Javi? Hey, how's it going, Brad? Hey, going good. We're reviewing this on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock. It's a it's a school night, kids. <laughs> no, it's not. The, the CISD had a half day today, so oh, this is the end, this is not the not in Missouri, sir. And we have Peter. What's going on, Peter? This movie was ten times. Oh no, I'm sorry, a hundred times better than Homecoming. You guys, hundred times. Well, you're reviewing it fast. <laughs> well, Peter's done. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Jack and Ashley, the newlyweds. What's going on, guys? We're doing great. We actually saw the movie for our three-month anniversary, Aww. and what a treat that was! I love it, and and you guys look cute in your in your wedding present. Yeah, <laughs> we were of course. 
<laughs> thought that was cool. And Did anyone else get the free earbuds? You know, a, a student of mine got the free earbuds, and, and they were like, why did we get oh. these? It doesn't even say Sony on it. I'm, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised about the lack of branding. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Miles was wearing Sony head uh, head earphones. I did see that. Everyone was wearing Sony headphones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sony and was you, the only company that existed. Yeah. And you asked for him, and, and he's Coca-Sona. back. Donovan, what's going on, Don? Hello, hello, hello. I suppose I was always going to end up this way. <laughs> First they pull us apart, now they pull us back in, I tell you. Um, the Donovan just, I think, is the one that's most recently movie. You saw it like 10 minutes ago, right? Well, my second time. You just wrapped it was up? my second time, yeah. Second time. So before we go into the pros and the cons, let's go around the horn and let's get grades out of the top. So, uh, Javi, what would your grade be? I gave it a D plus. What? For get dope. out. Yeah. For dope, okay. No, <laughs> For the dope I, he's as, smoking. As I have it up on the front page, I gave it an A plus in my review for the site. Uh, 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 you 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 broke up, Javi. What was the grade again? Oh, I uh, as I put in my review on the front page, I gave it an A plus. An A plus, very nice, Peter. What would your grade be? A minus. A minus. Ashley, what's your grade? A plus. A plus. Jack, what's your grade? A plus. Easy. There, way p- Not to mention one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Wow. Neil, what's your grade? A plus. I'm part of the shell crowd. What can I say? Holy cow. And Don, what's your grade? What do you think it's one of the greatest? A plus. Oh, you're doing it like the village people. What are you doing? I can't. Since we're on video now, you're giving me sign language. Uh, I would give it an A minus. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. 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 I, I, I feel bad being the lowest grade in the house. Okay. So, so we, we didn't really plan this. Can, um, some, well, I don't. I don't know if we should do it like a review, like a comic. What do you guys think? Like a plot synopsis? Uh, I mean, I people, it's been on for like a week. Yeah, people people kind of know what it's it's about. It's basically uh, it's it's a Miles origin story mixed in with various Spider People. So you've got you've got Hobo Spider Man, which is like the forty five year old me version of Peter Parker. Thirty eight. Uh, Thirty eight. Thirty eight. He's oh my god! I'm older than that Spider Man. Oh <laughs> gosh! I feel oh, old. Right. Man. Okay, so you have the older version. You've got the attractive Captain Kirk version from the Ultimate Verse. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Chris Sweet Ultimate, the 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 blonde Ultimate uh, Peter Parker. Ben, ben Riley. Riley. Yeah, Ben Riley slash Ultimate Captain Kirk. Uh, we Spider-Man. were pretty sure he was Ben Riley for a moment, but and, and then... well, he looked like Ben Riley. <laughs> I know. He's Sorry, not like Ben Riley. He talked like Ben Riley. Spider-Man formerly known as Ben you know, Riley. He, now he Peter. died kind of like Ben Riley without the flower. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All that we could oh, see was a little puff of white mm-hmm. smoke. The that, white that's smoke. Where, yeah. That's where Zach uh, took points off because it wasn't accurate to the Death in the Clone Saga. I d- hey, hey, Neil, flip your mic around. It's backwards. Is what it? a nerd. Is it backwards now? No, oh. no, it's here. I don't Man. think it's on. Is it not? I don't think it's on. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I think I heard onboard audio. Okay. Uh, I am a nerd. <laughs> Don. <laughs> well, like if Zach Boyd caught it, the, the or like or like left the movie because like the blonde Spider Man passed away differently. Like, like did, did he fix his pocket protector while he was watching it? <laughs> these like these spider people are not accurate to the comic representation of what I'm used to. No. <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> See, Jr. should like it because of the Chris Pine Star Trek. Com- yeah. So when you combine Peter Parker and, and Captain Kirk, I would think Jr. would like it, but he's not interested in seeing it. Nor is George. Well, uh, you know, so, so you have. Oh, go ahead, Javi. You know that he wasn't a clone because they didn't make seven thousand cupcakes after he died. <laughs> oh, get out of here with your Jeopardy reference. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So okay, so origin of Miles. Various spider people, including two versions of Spider-Man Ultimate and uh, 40-year-old, 38-year-old, uh, I think, divorcee Peter Jewish Parker. Jewish version of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> we just call him the trash man. Like, he goes, I'm the trash man. Wow. And then we got Peter Porker. We've got uh, Penny Parker shows up. We've got, who else? Spider-Noir by Nick Cage. And various things happen. Yeah. Richard Fisk tries to bring back his loved ones. Richard Wilson Fisk, Wilson Fisk oh. tries to bring back Richard Fisk and Vanessa Fisk. Yes. Yes. And that yes. doesn't really work out. And uh, Miles loses. This is all spoilers, by the way. Too late if you're listening. And uh, the, he, he loses his uncle Aaron, the Prowler. Uh, the Kingpin shoots him in the back like Captain Kirk on a bridge. And generations. <laughs> Is is, uh, is, is, is Kingpin the is Kingpin the Gorn? No, no, King Kingpin is the Sauron from Generations. Oh. Uh, and man, this is a lot of Star Trek yeah. references. I'm sorry. And it ends with Miles in in a uh, spray painted black suit over the red and a spray painted spider logo on his uh, chest. And to be continued to the next chapter. So that's a brief, as brief as I can get it, recap of the movie. Uh, pros uh, out of you guys. Let's go around the horn. Like, Javi, what's one of your biggest pros out of this movie? What did you like about it? Why is it an A-plus out of you? Uh, for one, seeing Miles and Gwen, or Spider-Gwen specifically, for the first time on the big screen. And... Seeing it probably in the truest form we're ever going to see it in some kind of action medium. Because there's no way that a live action movie would capture the essence of a comic like this film does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you like, do you like the Miles and Gwen relationship? Like in the comics, do you like them? Do you like the coupling yeah. of it? I, I thought it was a little odd at first, mm-hmm. um, but I'm kind of used to it now after having read and reviewed those two series together when they did that crossover. Um, So it wound up making a lot of sense for them as characters to be interested. Um, It's just, it's just a little dicey when you consider how Genki was into his Gwen before the whole secret wars thing happened. Right. You think about it like all about that. (laughs) And also also the, the decompressed writing of Bendis during the crossover itself didn't help. Um, I, I do think Haley Steinfeld, is that how you say her name? Yes. I, I liked her voice on, on Spider-Gwen. I thought I'm it was, so it was excited great. to see her in Bumblebee. I cannot say enough. Right. Well, I, I've never really had, uh, never really seen the actress before. Or two popular movies. Is this a true grit remake? 
I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. She was, she was um, the girl in that, Maddie, or mm-hmm. whatever her name was. That, she was good in that, come to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that movie was a long time ago, but I guess it was fairly recent. Um, let's see. Another pro. Ashley, Jack, what's some pros out of you guys? Um, first thing I have to do is gush about the animation. I've been great. Yeah. Um, some of the first things I've read after seeing the movie, um, I've been trying to read a lot about how they got such a distinctive style. Um, Sony animation is actually trying to push, um, a patent through and to get their new animation style recognized as a new invention because so much of what they had to do was built from scratch. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. The basic gist of what it is, is that, um, you know, it's it is computer generated art, but they managed to work it in where it's like hand drawn on top of it. I don't know how the exact technology mm. works, but that allows them to do a lot more, give it more texture, give it more of a, that really signature comic book look. Yeah. But as far as like the lighting, um, how visual effects were communicated, they had to build that essentially from the ground up, and. What I'm reading here from um, multiple articles, because I'm still looking at the deadline right now. Whoa, Spider-Man. For every second of film, for every second of animation, it took a week, uh, a week's wow. worth of work. Oh, whoa. Yeah, whoa. so when I say this is one of the greatest animated movies I've ever seen, it's in Just recognition that. of that. Because animation, obviously, I'm a huge, I have a huge passion for animation. Um, yeah. For, um, you know, Disney, like classic Disney, for... Mm-hmm. So a little bit for CG, not as much for CG, but for like, you know, the Miyazaki, of course, a lot of the really well-known um, Japanese animators who are p- still trying so hard to keep hand-drawn animation alive in, um, you know, in the modern world of CG. But to see something like this that is so inventive yeah. and so dynamic and pushing the boundaries, I'm like, y- you know, y- y- you kind of people have been talking about this being one of the candidates for best animated picture. It should Oscars get it. It should year, get it. But I'm like. Absolutely. Like, it's not even a question. Like, like when you uh, yeah. go and invent a new animation style, that's groundbreaking right there. Yeah. And I it's already been nominated for a Golden Globe, if I read that correct. I have not seen anything George, like I it. want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one, I, I like the co- the comic panels of it there there was a scene when in in the trailer i'm not sure it was in the film where he jumps over a car and it's the regular miles animation then it, then it's a, a frame or two of comic book animation that comes back in the frame mm-hmm. i thought that was good and and also the miles learning how to web swing when he when he goes down and mm-hmm. his his head is there and it's like six panels of his head progressing yeah down down great. farther. I thought that was a great scene. Like I think one of my favorites too was when they were in the um the facility still in the the lab or still in the computer that had the information that or, the original Peter yeah. had gotten the you know the the goober from. Yeah. And <laughs> Peter throws a hobo Peter throws a bagel at someone. You see the little bagel onomatopoeia over their heads that hits them. <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of spoiled in the trailer, but that scene where they jump out of the secret headquarters and swing through the woods, those mm-hmm. woods were beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the vibrant colors out of those trees and swinging. And, and usually Spider-Man doesn't do well in forest swinging, but that, that looked pretty good. I thought that was great. Jack, what was one of your, your pros? Um, just how they handled everybody's, uh, character arcs, especially the mentor mentee dynamic between, 
uh, older Peter and uh, Miles. Uh And just, I really liked being able to see Peter in that natural leader role because like half the time, I don't know, half the time they make him seem like a dope and that he can't handle it. And yet here he just slots in despite no, um, what you what you say what what, what word yeah 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 stop it because um ultimately the decision to tell uh miles no you're not coming that was him they they deferred to they deferred to peter there and just the visual storytelling was was super great. The um, yeah. I loved the little onomatopoeias, like when he fell when he was web swinging and just ah as he came down. Oh yeah, yeah. And and what did it? What, what did it? Woo when he was learning how to web swing. Woo, the words yes. woo went up. Also, Lady Auk. Yeah. I did not think I would love it so much. Oh, I didn't. I Spider-Man didn't. Need more I was, crazy ladies. I was I, literally surprised that was Lady Auk. I I was surprised that the that the marketing team managed to hide that so well. Like, I I, I never saw it coming, yeah. and like I have to give really good kudos to the advertising team for not even hinting at it, and that yeah. made the reveal so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. I agree. The uh, also when they were swinging through the woods, like we were talking about, I loved the words "thwip" on the screen. Thwip, thwip, <laughs> thwip, thwip. I thought that was so cool, mm-hmm. and that's stuff that. You're in a different medium with animation that you can't do in live action that mm-hmm. we, they do in the comics. And I guess if you want to get technical, this is as close to a live comic book as you can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, More- if, they, if they wanted to, they could go like Roger Rabbit or and do a meld of 2D and or like just do 3D with, with live action with sound effects. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. The, the last Here, pro I want to give yeah. is – um. The mirroring with Miles's growth as a visual storytelling, because like we mentioned, the when he fell, the ah, and then when he started getting it, the woo coming back up. Yes. And um, when he zipped onto the train, the first time he did it, he was just fumbling with Peter's web shooter. He gets stuck to it. And as he's about to get zipped away, he just nervously says, adios. But (laughs) when he's fighting Fisk, he purposefully makes the shot. And then with cool confidence, tells Fisk adios and it perfectly mirrors between his Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't notice that that's that's really cool there was a story arc there was a their beginning and middle and end or or you could see the growth of the character in the film which Mm -hmm. I liked uh Peter I can't let you go much longer with that with you wearing the mask what's what's a pro out of you sir anyone can wear the mask anybody can wear the mask including a person in Chicago I wanted to get something for the YouTube to look that, at. That looks great. That looks great. Do you have like a shell in that? No, I do no, not. That's just your face. Just looks like a shell. You heard it here first. Here. So, From, Peter, Peter, what's a what's a pro out of you, sir? I'll, I'll take off the mask so it's easier for you guys to hear. Well, from wearing the mask, your name, your could, name that's a no, is no. now Conch Head. The pro for me was like I'm walking out of the theater and I started mimicking like what all the spiders were doing. Like what? I was like, my name is Peter Norbot and I am the Shy Town Spidey. And, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone comic books are right into the, into the screen. So, oh, that's so um, funny. My biggest pro was that uh, Chris Pine did a good job as Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but yep. I love how they aged him a little bit, and that's like the coffin Spider-Man. And who voiced the uh, uh, Homo Spider? Uh, Jake Johnson. 
These what? He's Nick from New Girl. Okay. Uh, he did a great job, too. I mean, it showed different aspects of who Spider-Man was uh, compared to, like, the mature, successful Spider-Man compared to um, the hobo, not-so-successful Spider-Man. But the in, the end, they, they, in the end, they did the right thing. I mean, they, they stayed true to the character, which I really love. Yeah. My favorite part, and I was laughing hysterically, was when Miles, like, used Peter's web shooter, and he's trying to get Peter over his shoulder, and he's, like, <laughs> swinging through the city. I was cracking up. I could not. They can only do that in animation. Mm-hmm. They can never do that in anything else. You know, he was like, why are you trying to kill me? His face is all black and blue. Yeah. He's hitting, like, stop signs with his <laughs> yeah. face. And Straight up Wile E. Coyote stuff. I loved it. Yeah. I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah, that was so cool. Live action. Uh, Neil, did we get pro out of you? Let's um, you, you have a whole list. Uh, Peter already covered uh, Jake yep. Johnson as Peter Parker, but... um. Something that really hit home for me was the Miles Jefferson and Aaron relationship. Yeah. That, like, Aaron understood Miles. He knew who Miles wanted to be, and he encouraged Miles to pursue himself while Jefferson had a set goal for him. He wanted his son to be a specific way. And then when Aaron died, Jefferson started to show Miles, I guess, the way or, or try to be what Aaron was to him now that his now that his brother is dead and Aaron no longer has that has that encouraging figure to pursue to encourage him to chase what he wants in life. Yeah. And the voice actors of those two guys, uh his dad and his uncle were great. I thought they yeah, Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, they they Mahershala, the voice actors are really yeah, good on both of them. Aaron, right? It's mouth. <laughs> it was uh, uh, oh, wait, whoa, which one was Cottonmouth? Uh, uh, the Prowler? Prowler. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Woo. Uh, Don con, uh, con a pro out of you. Ah, <laughs> did I you think it's more? con. I'm it. sorry, Neil. Did you have more? I'm sorry. Uh, well, one one is that the film knew when to take itself seriously. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like slow down and like one of the problems I have with the MCU films is that they don't know when to stop. Like they they, they they run with a joke and like they just run with it forever. Mm-hmm. But this film this film knew when to stop and take a breath and take the moment serious. Like there was like, there were moments to reflect and take and take stock. It didn't just um, run with a joke. It didn't try to break the moment with a joke. It just stayed serious. And I appreciated that in that film, especially for an animated film because people, because people take animated films as kids stuff and they have to be funny by default. But I appreciate that this film took time to be serious and have heartfelt moments as well as light ones. Right. Even with Spider Ham. And also some dark moments too. Yeah. yeah. Like with the Prowler and Kingpin. That that shit got seriously dark. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, Neil, before we go on? Uh color palette. You mentioned this earlier, but the the film is so vibrant, especially when it's Manhattan yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. That stuff is gorgeous. Uh, and they yeah. paired it so well with Miles's um his little hobby of creating graffiti and you know his his artistic tendencies it was such a good match with how they incorporated that into the, the what was film that digital wor- style what was that word he gr- he, he had graffiti with his a- uncle Aaron no expectations film? no expectations okay yeah. that was good um sony animation has really grown since hotel castle transylvania and smurfs hotel and the castle. castlevania would be amazing <laughs> that'd be a very different movie <laughs> i'm sorry hotel castlevania yeah you go fight dracula sorry what um, they had a really good pedigree for hotel transylvania though is uh, what gindy tartakovsky yeah oh yes that's right. who is on board with the character designs 
That's funny. So uh, places. Don, let's hear some of your pros. Well, Neil kind of touched upon it. I was surprised. I don't want to say dark, although I was kind of saying in my head for a while, but kind of just how real it did get. Like when people die in this movie, first of all, people died in this movie, but like when they that did. happened, the movie kind of stopped still for a long time. Like, and like, like Miles is a kid, so he goes home and like, can I sleep here? And like, mm-hmm. wants to be with his parents and stuff. Like, it's not funny. Um, mm-hmm. And the Kingpin is doing what he's doing for a very real reason. And the Kingpin's like friggin' deadly. Like, it's not that far removed from Vincent D'Onofrio. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I really, because to me, it's like you can't do a Spider-Man story and get too far away from the pathos because he's a character who's kind of born in violence. So yeah, I really appreciated how the people behind this movie recognize Spider-Man in that way. And that to me, I mean, I don't want to spend the entire time like, you know, doing like, you know, and this is why such and such sucks. But like that was to me really recognized kind of like, you know, it kind of separated the sort of uh, X factor of like, you know, it when you see it, Versus, you know, what the other stuff. And um, it made it a Spider-Man movie, no matter if it was, you know, Miles or Peter or Gwen. And I, th- and I thought that um, that to me really kept it like real. That, that, like, like this is Spider-Man. This is not just Spider-Man in name only. Like this is the character. It's not just funny. It's um, it's uh, uh, there's a lot of like um, uh, pathos and um, relatability into it. Right. Well, uh, some other pros, Don. What else did you like? I love the like I love the hip-hop aesthetic yeah because like it's in brooklyn it's in it's it's explicitly in 2018 so there's a lot of like artwork there's a lot of like jet set radio kind of like colors into it oh, um yeah, that's a good way there's radio it's the best soundtrack of any of the spider-man films uh yeah <laughs> and i liked a lot of them i mean i could not believe i, I watched a spider-man movie where they're playing like hypnotized by biggie, biggie smalls. smalls i know <laughs> when that came i'm like that's my jam from the 90s i like biggie, smalls. biggie, I biggie, biggie can't you see <laughs> I don't, Spider-Man I don't hypnotized me. I know. <laughs> it, it was just like it had it had style. It had style. It, it did. Was, it was very comic mm-hmm. creative. And it, to me, um, I mean, I think that like I mean, this is kind of getting to like my, my final word in the movie. But I think that this this to me really justifies all the sort of strum and drank we went through in 2010 when Miles first came out, and there was such sort of infighting over him. Just the idea of him. This mm-hmm. to me is sort of like that potential achieved because this this I would say this is. In the conversation for the best Spider-Man film of all time, mm-hmm. I, I and that that let's hit upon that about where this ranks in the Spider-Man film rankings of your opinion of the how many have we had? We've had three, four, five, six, and this is number seven. Is that my math? Yeah. Three Raimi, two Webs, one Homecoming. I don't really count Civil War, but <laughs> um, yeah. so. I guess we can go around the horn. Where, Don, you start off. Where, where is this rank? How, how does your spider movies rank? How would you rank them? Well, at first, when I first watched it, um, yeah. I was uh, I saw it with uh, my girlfriend, and uh, who's not really into Spider Man, but like she really had a high off of it. And I was thinking to myself, it's like um, I don't know if I left in the similar way that I left Spider Man one and two from Raimi the same way. So I probably rank at number three. But when I was watching it again tonight, like really closely. I was really, really getting invested into it. And I think that like with comic book characters, there's you can some things you can achieve the best in a comic book way in animation. Um mm-hmm. and I think that like 
and I, this is this is kind of thrown around also on, online in a similar way that like the best version of Batman on film is the animated series and Mask of Phantasm all that kind of stuff. And, and Mask of the Phantasms also often been cited as one of the best Batman films. Mm-hmm. There's 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 sort of an uncanny valley when when there's a guy in a costume trying to achieve the individual reader's imagination versus that imagination being kind of, you know, captured in animation because mm-hmm. you saw how fast they were moving in the, in this, in this, uh, how fast they were fighting, how creative they were and how yeah. spontaneous the action was. Um, I say that like, yeah, whereas before it was, to me, it was like Spider-Man two, Spider-Man one and this, and now it's like, they're all sitting at the same table. And I think that I, I, I I'm okay with putting this at number at, at the top because this had sort of an ethos to it and also sort of a kind of forward looking idea of Spider-Man that I think, uh, I don't know. It was, it was sort of like lightning in a bottle. I thought, mm-hmm. plus it looked great. Uh, forward looking mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So this, so Spider-Man can continue without Peter Parker is what the forward thinking is. Is that right? Yeah. In a way. I mean, like it, yeah. it, it felt like Spider-Man without it doing the whole, like lifting off the building thing. It didn't feel like Spider-Man without, there were villains, there were spiny villains into it, but you weren't, you know, you didn't need Jameson or the Beagle. You had Mary Jane and Aunt May, but they were sort of like, they weren't window dressing, but they were part of Peter's story. Whereas, you know, when Miles is in the alley over uh, Uncle Aaron and his dad comes behind him and he hides and he's watching over and he feels guilty. I mean, that's Spider-Man and that's not unique to Peter Parker. And I thought, you know, that's that, you know, this, this, this puts us all the way at the top. Um, not so much above everything else, but like, you know, in the same, on the same table as everything else. I, I, I just, I, I don't know if I th- think Peter, if Spider-Man is, can be without Peter Parker. I, I just have well, a hard pro- time uh, separating that. That uh, actually I, brings me to a point I wanted yeah. to talk about Go that ahead. what I think, I think in a way, tragically in a way, this film really got the concept of Peter's character in a way that the other films just haven't. So, I, I don't know where to put the Sam Raimi films in that in that mix, but just and the way that we haven't seen from the movies in the past decade, um, unfortunately, you know, he kind of gets um, fridged right in the beginning. So he's he's you know it's not his story; it's not about him. But what it ends up being about is his legacy and how Peter Parker, yes, and as Spider Man becomes an idea and uh, a moral code and an ethos that is carried on by the people he inspires. And I think that's not something that really upsets me as a Spider-Man fan and as someone who is a fan of Peter Parker. I think it's something that is really in honor of him that the effect that he can have on um, not just New York and the people he protects, but that he can inspire people to take up his mantle too. And that, that I will agree with. I do agree that mm-hmm. the legacy of Spider-Man is a good idea and a good concept mm-hmm. to, to explore. And that's why with miles, I feel like he is given a disservice by having him in the same universe as the regular Peter Parker. I, I think mm-hmm. miles works better as a legacy character, honoring Spider-Man's legacy and carrying it on as opposed to being in the same timeline with them. What do you, what do you mean, like the way it is in the comics now, not necessarily how it was yeah. in the movie? And the movie, it, movie is him carrying it. How it should be carrying on the legacy. Yeah. I really like I how think the is, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I, was no, saying, I, was I think, think that, like uh, uh, <laughs> the um, 
the comics have really kind of let the idea of it down because yeah, I don't understand Peter Parker just letting this kid who's just like him go off on his own. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And like I thought the the video game really sort of made it more sort of a, a mentor partner uh, relationship, or they're kind of building towards that. And this one, I think I think you're right that like I like the idea of Miles being the only Spider-Man. Yes. Um, I, I just think that the current Marvel comics have not have really let that down. I would agree. Well, uh, Neil was going to say something. What are you saying? Um, on on the matter of legacy, we um, I've I've never had a problem with pe- with Peter ever retiring because part of Peter's charm is that he, eventually he will grow old. He will have to retire eventually for the sake of himself, of his own safety and his family. So the idea of someone eventually taking his place, whether it be Mayday or Miles or someone like that has never really seemed foreign to me potentially because I've grown up in I've I've grown up in an era where there have been so many different spider heroes. But um easily I think this that ranking this film, I think this could easily compete with Spider-Man 2 for the best Spider-Man film. Yeah. And could and could probably overtake it if it wanted to if if you gave a good enough argument. Yeah. Javi was wanting to say something too. Yeah, I think the the concept of of Peter Parker as comic fans who've been here for so long, like we see the true Peter is the 616 Peter because he's the one who started everything off. Yeah. But the movie doesn't come at it from that perspective. It doesn't say that the ultimate Chris Pine Peter is the real Peter, even though it starts off that way at first. Mm-hmm. Every Spider-Man that's in that movie, be it Penny Parker, Peter B. Parker, Spider-Man Noir, they are the true Spider-Man. And it doesn't put, they may get more screen time than the other ones, but none of them is a fake Spider-Man or a lesser Spider-Man. They're all equals no matter yeah. who they are. I, I think- and for me personally, uh, Peter Parker hasn't been Spider-Man for a decade. That's one of the reasons why I stopped reading the book, why I started picking up Gwen and Miles, because they were showing me aspects of that character that went away after one more day. Mm-hmm. So... So to me, I, I feel more open, open-minded about it. as long as that spirit, like Don was saying, is there, the, the responsibility, the pathos, as long as that's present, it feels like Spider-Man. That's not something I've gotten from the books until this last year again. Right. I, th- I was just going to ask, we've, we've talked, I think you're picking up Spencer's stuff though, Javi, aren't you? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, back to back, Don, I want to go back to you real quick. Cause I want to get, go around the horn for the rankings. You, so this, so rank all the Spider-Man films for me. Can you, can you do that? Everybody do that for me. I'm already counting got, Venom. Already written down. No, we're not counting Venom. That list real quick. <laughs> all right. Go, Don, what, so this is your number one, huh? Well, if you go by my Twitter uh, post, which I did, what I did after I saw it the first time, um, and if you take Spider-Man Triple X out of it, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I really like Spider-Man too. Um, I did too. I, gosh. But there's also things about the Raimi films that I don't like, even though I really do like them. I don't know. It's, 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 it's actually kind of hard because I feel that like... You can tie them if you want. Yeah, I think I'm going to kind of three-way tie Spider-Man uh, to... Uh, in no particular order, Spider-Man 2, this film, and Spider-Man in the same table as number one, just because, like, their cons are really negligible, and their pros are so, like, what you think of it when you think of the character. Mm-hmm. So, those three at the top. Okay. After that, uh, it would be The Amazing Spider-Man, which I was pretty high on when I first saw it, uh, when, you know, when we talked about it, like, a million years ago. Right. Then it's Spider-Man 3, 
and then it's Honk. No, no. Then it's Amazing Spider-Man Two, which I liked more Ooh. than like everybody else on the planet. Uh, <laughs> Even wrong. the Jamie Fox stuff. Don't I thought it was. I laughed. I thought it was funny. So like, so like, so like, uh, Spider-Man Two, Enter Spider-Verse, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Three, You Made Spider-Man Two, and Homecoming, which I also liked, but not as much as anyone, anyone else. Uh, Neil, looks like you've got them written down. What do you got? <laughs> I, I did because if I because if I don't write them down, I'll forget. Um, okay. In, at the bottom, we have ASM two. I'm sorry, Don. I I, I don't like it. But I um, make the movie. It's okay. <laughs> and then um, it's kind of it's kind of you a. Have to apologize. <laughs> know, but it's a, but it's a three way tie between ASM one, Homecoming, and ASM and Spider Man three because they all have their really noticeable flaws, but they each kind of capture a certain element of the character that I find important in a way. I don't know, but their their flaws are really noticeable, so that's why they're way lower on the list. And then Spider Man one. And then it's a two-way tie between Spider-Man 2 and Into the Spider-Verse because Spider-Man 2 captures Peter Parker as a character and captures the and captures who Peter Parker is, but Into the Spider-Verse kind of encapsulates Spider-Man as an idea. Yeah. And and the that's, theme That's a very good sentence. I like the, that. The, the idea of who Spider-Man is and anyone can be Spider-Man. That that is that while the Raimi films kind of capture focus on Peter as a person, Spider Verse focuses more on Spider Man as an idea. Gotcha, uh, Javi. Where where do you rank him? <clears throat> uh, yeah, this is going to be controversial. Oh, um, oh no, no. <clears throat> uh, Spider Man Triple X. Is Venom on the I'm list? Gonna... Even though he told you not to. No, 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 no. Uh, Into the Spider Verse is going to be at the top. Oof. And nice. then I'm going to go with Amazing One. What? Which is, yeah. <laughs> There's what your controversy. The hell. Yeah. Oh. And, then, and, then, and then Amazing Two. Wait. What? <laughs> okay. okay. What am I Bobby, smoking? Yeah. Bobby, yeah. have you had sleep, Bobby, sir? What? You didn't step child now? Yeah. The so, web films are over the, the Raimi films for so, you? Really? Oh. Kinda, yeah. The, wow. Good action. There's a different sensibility to the Raimi stuff that I adored in 2002, and it doesn't quite do it for oh. me anymore. I amazing Thank too you. gets gets <laughs> massive props for being. I was trying to ma- the majority of it being in God. New York. Like it feels like he's there. He's not on a back lot. He is on those streets, and I've watched the opening chase with um, the Rhino. More than I've watched any other part of a Spider-Man movie, I think. Just because the, the quippiness, the action, the fun, it's all there. And then conversely, the end, um, the way they did justice to Gwen and him just <clears throat> just dying through the seasons, grieving her, and then finally being able to put it aside, put on his game face. And even though it got spoiled in the trailers, he's still, he's re- after all this tragedy, he's ready to take on Spider-Man you know, New York and all it has to offer and still be the hero he needs to be. Um, so that's always going to resonate for me that he was able yeah. to, to overcome that. So even though the electro stuff belonged in a Schumacher Batman movie, and yeah. I just kind of, I just, I just skip over it now. What about, what about the Green Goblin? Um, I always love the Peter and Harry dynamic. 
<laughs> so I, I, I enjoyed Neil chill. I, wow. I enjoyed seeing a different, guys, this is what happens. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm called Peter. You're in a cave. Your internet connection. Uh, so then after the amazings, I go one because nostalgia and it, mm. it captured something that, you know, I, I never thought I would capture at the time. I remember like cheering when the goblin got impaled, just like in 122. You're that guy. I love it. Uh, three, even though there are parts of it I don't like and it's too bloated, I still That's like seeing. Yeah. So three, I told you this is controversial. I don't agree with that. <laughs> three, three I, is better than two. Are you? I kidding? wanted to see the stuff. Okay. If if you look okay. at it as a comedy movie right now, and then two, I it was two my cannot favorite. be your least favorite. It was, it was my favorite when I saw it, but then like on repeat the viewings, it's MJ thing all over again. <laughs> Ramy overdoes the Parker luck. Like get him. It's it's get not. Him. Don't get him. Not, it's not. It's not every day, every man, Peter Parker. It's this is sad sack. Nothing can go right. Wow. Period. And he just he overplays it to where wow. I can't enjoy the movie because it's like, oh, let me get a drink. Oh wait, it's empty. Oh, let me get no door. Oh no, someone beat me to it. Oh, here's a backpack. It's too much. I can't. I can't have fun with it. I can watch parts of it. And Even your cat is confused. Your cat is like, seriously. Yeah. So, Javi, I have to ask. Um, when you say you rank Spider-Man three higher than two, I, and I, I'm not going to say yeah. that your taste is invalid or anything. Um, do you do you watch Spider-Man three as like a comedy movie? Like when you wa- see him like jiving down the street, hitting on women. Uh, like, do you see like a comedy? Is, is, is like a comedy movie to you? Because that's that's kind of how I've chosen to look at the movie, and I can understand where you're coming from from that perspective. Yeah, I, and I like I just you know going back, it, you got to have some of that mentality to it. And there's definitely parts. It's definitely too long, okay. and the Sandman stuff hinders it more than it helps it. So, Javi, uh, based on the YouTube reactions, I'm going to have to offer uh, private security. Okay. Uh, Adam says, oh, Je- Adam says, oh, Jesus. Symbiote Bro sticks his tongue out. Uh, he also says, Javi just invalidated every argument he's ever had. <laughs> Man. Um, into the Javiverse. Oh, my gosh. Time to get replaced by Miles. All right, so after that controversial opinion, which everyone's entitled oh, to their oh, own and opinion. At the bottom is Homecoming. Oh, well, I forgot oh, about that. Okay, thank that's you. not even a Spider-Man movie. I forgot about it. Okay, <laughs> it's, Iron, it's Iron Boy. It's Iron yeah. Man Jr. Uh, Peter, what's, uh, let's rank yours. Um, so it's Spider-Man 2. Thank you. That's one of the greatest superhero <laughs> movies ever. Javi, sorry. Um, Into the Spider-Verse comes to a very close second. It's almost it's almost like number one tied with number two. Like Neil was – I think it was Neil. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2 was about Peter, and Into the Spider-Verse was about you know the idea of Spider-Man. And yeah. and Peter, I'm I'm impressed that it's so high because you were originally not considering seeing the film. Yeah, I was. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I yeah. was. And the third one would have to be the original Spider-Man movie, and then uh, the Amazings are down there along with Spider-Man Three and Homecoming's very last. So yeah, I have a question. Yo, 
Uh, I you know I rate Spider Man ASM two and Homecoming like in the last two, but like I've never disliked a Spider Man film. I'm 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 too yeah. much of a yeah. fan to like say so, I don't like that. I like all the movies. Does anybody like like straight up dislike any of the films? I I don't hate any of them. There there are certain things that like irk me more than others, but I don't like outright despise any of them. Mm. They I I don't like dislike any of them. However. The the Jamie Foxx stuff is just my least favorite. (laughs) Is just the least favorite version of any villain he's ever gone up against, and I I don't know what what they were going for, but I that's not the Electro I know. The Electro I know is the one that was in the PS4 game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean that was perfect for Electro, and and I think Jamie Foxx could have played that character, uh, like like from the video game. I think he could have. I but I don't I don't know what they were going with. I like, think there was you, a going you know you could carry the Riddler. Exactly. I, I think you could have was... taken the Jamie Fox from Baby Driver, and that that could have been because <laughs> he was he was like a thug that was a Baby thief Driver with I, Jamie Fox as Electro. Yeah, the, the Jamie pro- Fox Baby Driver as Electro would have worked. The, the but, problem with. Um, Jamie Foxx's Electro, and this is kind of getting on a, on a tan- not I a know. side note, but um, was that they kind of just let Jamie Foxx do whatever he wanted. Like, it didn't seem like there was really a script there for him to work off of. It yeah. was just Jamie Foxx being Jamie Foxx. I think there That's was how a he script. acts in real life. It was poor. Who doesn't get to the women? Oh, well, that's funny. Yeah, he got I've Katie Holmes. He got Cruz's woman. Uh, I've actually, heard that Jamie Foxx has a tendency to want his characters to be more sympathetic. That's just what I've heard. I don't know if there's any fact to that. Well, the problem. But I wonder if that played into it. The, the problem is that everything that made him sympathetic was cut out of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, let's go through your list. Where where do they rank? Let's hear them. Okay. I still have to put it, – it's still subject to change. I feel like if I, I need to see Into the Spider-Verse another or, or time and another home, time. For that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to see Into the Spider-Verse again to really cement it on the list, but it is definitely at the top. Um, for me, what's always been at the top is Spider-Man 1. I, yes, I like it more than Spider-Man 2 because nothing – Nothing comes close to beating Willem Dafoe in the Power Ranger suit. That is so much glee, and no one can take that from me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love the camp of it. Um, And plus, it was just what really, I don't know, as good as Spider-Man 2 was, like, everything it builds off of was Spider-Man 1. Mm, That's true. That's true. That's that's where I stand. Um, Spider-Man 2 is after that, because I do acknowledge that Spider-Man 2 had better theming um and it is really almost a perfect spider-man movie and they just feel so quintessentially spider-man like if you want to understand who spider-man is what he's about watch these movies and they'll tell you everything you need to know plus danny elfman's theme is so iconic of spider-man like it's the only music i can think of um like the only musical theme i can think of that relates to spider-man the only thing that's ever come close is the soundtrack for the playstation 4 game they did a really good job trying to not recreate it, but recall it, but give it its own identity. Yeah, you're right. They totally did. And then after that would be <clears throat> Into the Spider-Verse right now. Though I do think it's very likely to move it to the very top just because I have such a soft spot for animation. It's one of my favorite um, mediums of all time. 
So mm-hmm. it's very likely to become my number one favorite. Jack, after after that, oh, oh, sorry. I thought that was oh, yeah. sorry. after that would be Spider-Man three because how could you not love it? It's so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, now dig on this. I think homecoming. <laughs> after that. Homecoming after that, then ASM one, ASM two. Nice. Okay. Jack, your turn. Okay. I say, into the Spider-Verse is solidly at the tippy top. Ooh. And that's because it has taken a uh, Spider-Man and a comic book movie and implemented it and written it as complexly as I'd ever want it to be. And I think um, after that, it's it's Raimi 2 and then Raimi 1. And thank you, Javi, for giving me the points I need to say why I put them below into the Spider-Verse. And that's because they were made at the time where it was the first time that they were that they tried to take this sort of thing more seriously, the story of Peter and Spider-Man. But it still had the camp of the time clinging to it. And the the camp of the time saying the early 2000s or the 60s. It's you who's out, Goblin. What Spider-Man? 2000s isn't that far ago. Long I'm Spider-Man. No more. <laughs> it's just... Jack, is, mm. it, is it 60s camp or is it 2000s camp that you're talking it's about? It's 2000s early camp where they were like... Man, the big production bigwigs, the suits are starting to realize that the, uh, lots of people like superheroes, but they still think it's for kids. Okay. That's how it feels to me. Okay. But why else would Bruce Campbell be in it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you're doing dad jokes. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm the dad in our relationship. We have a weird now. <laughs> we are we, we are dad jokes. Okay, we're so we we are uh we're at Spider Man two, is that where we are, Jack? Uh, but I'm not, yeah, at, that's at, like three. One was in the Spider Verse, and uh, yeah, Spider Verse, then Raimi two, and then Raimi one. Okay, and then um, after that, Homecoming, then Amazing two, if only because the fight sequences, particularly the one with um, a Goblin, were really really good and beautifully yeah. done, and I am a sucker for um. Spider-Man's actions being choreographed really well and looking like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is why I put that there above Amazing One. And then... You got and then three. R- Raimi three, and then you got Homecoming, it sounds like. No, I, I, had, home, I had Homecoming at like... Fourth. fourth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready for mine? Let's hear it. Uh, Spider-Man 2, number one. No uh, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, perfect Spider-Man film, in my opinion. I, I, I haven't seen a better one yet. Uh, and I very much agree with what Ashley said about the most of the good from Spider-Man 2 comes from 1. I just think it's done a little bit better in 2. So Spider-Man 1 is my second favorite. Into the Spider-Verse is my third favorite. I, li- I liked it quite a bit. Um, number 4 is Homecoming. I don't, I, I'm shocked it's up there too. <sighs> I, I am. Does, does George know this? George George does know this. Wow. I, oh, I, he's I'm surprised he's even tried to kill you yet. I, wow. I, I know. Homecoming's number four. I like it a little bit better in Spider Man 3, which is next on my list. And I, I, I fluctuate between what's last. 
ASM one or ASM two. I think I'm going to put two above one because the good parts of two are real good. The costume is real good. Uh, the That's Gwen my death costume. Yeah, the death scene of Gwen is real good. The the opening Garfield's chase. Really good. Garfield was good in this, and Gwen, then the chemistry between him and Gwen Stacy was good. Uh, and the um, the little boy putting on the suit and him uh, helping him from not getting bullied and standing up to the rhino was good. Uh, the suit in ASM one was not good. It looked no. like a basketball, and he had yellow a eyes. It looked like a dirty basketball, and and it just didn't. It didn't. I guess that's my least favorite. So there's my list. If, uh, if, I, but, could, yeah. if, if I may throw a monkey wrench into all of our listings, uh, what about the 1977 live action film? The one that was released uh, on television in the U.S. but actually got a theatrical release now abroad. That, now that one, to quote Jack, is real campy. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that series is so slept on. If you actually watch that show, yeah. um, cause I'm, I, got a, I got a bootleg copy of the series at Comic-Con. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my brother and I were going through it, and like, yeah, it doesn't hold up until like you know, to like 2018. But like, um, Nicholas Hammond is a really good Peter Parker. Yes, I would agree with that. However, my biggest problem with that there's no Uncle Ben, there's no motivation to be the hero. So, that's true, that's yeah, true. so that that's my biggest con of that one. But, but they did well, the Clone Saga. That yeah. makes it, that they makes they did do, like they that was probably the first time they did pointing. <laughs> it's you. It's yeah. you. Um, but, I think for me, like yeah. my brain just put Uncle Ben into it. He wasn't in it. I, think I, I know he wasn't, but yeah. that, because it was in the backstory was in my head. I never thought of that as a kid when I watched the show. Same. I and think, in, in nineteen seven, in the late seventies, that yeah. was kind of like the 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 glazed uh, opinion I have about Amazing Friends, and the glazed opinion I have about the Atari game. Like in my mind, in 1980 oh. and 1970, I thought that was as good as it was going to get. I'm like, that is the technology for Uncle Ben yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, hey, I, I yeah. think, like you mentioned that the uh, that the old live action show was it didn't have Uncle Ben. I think that the viewer was supposed to assume that Uncle Ben had had happened. It just it just kind of relied on the reader having read the comics, understanding who Uncle Ben was. So why call Uncle Max? Because Spider-Man at the time was still relatively new. He was only, what, 15 years old at that point? Yeah, didn't they call him Uncle Max? Is that oh, right? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. What, was it even Aunt May? It was Aunt it was May, Aunt but, May yeah. but she says, oh, your Uncle Max looked great in this, this Errol yeah. Flynn costume. Yeah, your oh, Uncle Max. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Even Stan Lee was like, yeah, that sucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam Lee wanted him to do Uncle Ben, and he carried him out of, out of the building. Yeah. What were you going to say, Peter? Go ahead. I was going to say, when watching that show, um, how many times did you watch it? And oh. have you found yourself just like walking down the street going, dude, if you, listen, knows it. if you listen to the very end of almost every show, I've got the closing credits yeah. of the 70s show at the very <laughs> end. It's mixed in with Amazing Friends. So, I, yeah, it's the very disco. Yeah, I, I I I put on the um the homecoming like sweater homemade suit, and like put on YouTube that theme song on like repeat because it looks just like the Nicholas Hammond suit. No, that's funny. That's that's funny. Game. That's to Spider Verse, let's go around the horn for favorite scene. Don, what's your favorite scene in the film? I have a favorite scene. I have a runner up. The runner up is uh is uh him in the alley with um uh Uncle Aaron the Prowler who looks like Frozone. 
And uh, <laughs> after his, <laughs> he looks like Frozone. Uh, and then after, after he passes away, where's my prowler suit? <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought Prowler looked really cool. I, I thought he had a great theme. And then, like you know, and then yeah. like you know, his because because his dad was a really good character in this, and like that whole scene was 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 great. But my favorite scene is the um, is sort of like you know the the apex of him becoming Spider-Man and getting the, the comic book and doing the whole what's up danger montage and him yeah. just yeah. ripping through New York city. Like I, I, I almost, I well, I welled up. I almost had a tear come to my eye. Cause I was just so well realized. And like, it's like, the, this is amazing. The music mixed in with it added so much to, I like that. What's up danger song. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, let's see, Peter, what's your favorite scene in the film? I already said it. The one when they're going through New York. It was oh, like yeah, uh, right. they were swinging. It was hysterical for me. I mean, I yeah. liked a lot of the movie, especially when uh, Spider Ham went. You know, that's all, folks. Wait, am I supposed to use that? Is that copyrighted? I don't think I that's legal or something like that. <laughs> that was funny. As he went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Javi, what's your favorite scene? Uh, outside of the one that Don mentioned, I would have to go at the climax when Peter is ready to sacrifice himself and. Miles has has him by the costume. Yeah, they're arguing, yeah. and then when Peter lets go of Miles and he's ready to accept that Miles is Spider Man too, and that Peter's got his own responsibilities back home that he's got to take care yeah. of and put right, that right. that really rang true to me for for both characters. Uh, and Neil, favorite him at scene? the end, uh, going up to MJ's house, all cleaned up. Kind of like a reversal of the face of tiger moment. That was pretty cool too. Oh, that was like a face of tiger yeah. reverse, wasn't it? I didn't think about that. Yeah. I have I have three kind of um, okay. one, two of them were already mentioned. Peter Peter ready to sacrifice himself, knowing that Miles could protect his world. Um, and then and then Don stole the uh, Miles Prowler scene. And then the third one was the end credit scene because that was that that got me like cackling in the theater. Yeah, that, that I it, same same. That was fun. <laughs> uh, you guys haven't mentioned my favorite, but I'm going to go to Ashley and Jack. Ashley, what's your favorite scene? I guess they're I, they're, they're muted. I can't hear them. Are they muted or not even there? I don't even see them. No, they're they're leaning back them. on the couch. Quit they're making out, you two. <laughs> Hang on, I can't it's hear. Still them. Is, it, is it is your mic plugged in? There's a red light on their mic. No, we don't hear you, Ash. Is, maybe nope, it's, Ashley. It's, that's a snowball. Is is there a volume button on the snow or a mute? No. They can always do sign language or like write it down. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're figuring out their their mic a little bit. Um, my favorite scene that wasn't mentioned. I thought oh, it was. Oh, oh, oh! There you are. There you are. Was there it muted? No. It, How did? It, I, I what just, did you I do? What tapped, did you do? I tapped mute and unmute. Hey, hey we, we don't want the newlyweds first. Right, all right. Hey. All right. All right. Ashley, favorite scene. Okay, my favorite scenes. Um, I loved when he um the graffiti scene when he gets bit by the spider. I love it. Yeah. Just the the color. There's so much we get to see Miles like in his element where he really. It's like the first time he really gets to be himself in the movie. Yeah. And then just, ah, the spider looks so cool. I loved his little glowy tippy toes. Um, oh, it creeped me out. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there the implication that the spider was from Alchemax? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alchemax yeah. sauce butt or something, didn't it? Yeah, yeah so it was like some, especially some experiment from Alchemax. And like, I'll, get it, I'll get into that later. Um, 
there was that, and I loved the comic book intros uh, of all the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stylization was so good. And then that moment when Miles gets his issue number one because he's fully, you know, coming to his own. I thought that was really great visual storytelling. Yep. Jack, what's yours? Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit and name a bunch of different um, uh, uh, scenes in one go because they're all umbrellaed under one concept. Okay. And that every scene that showed his naivete and his um, uh, greenness that was then mirrored later to show yeah. his growth as a character. The hitting the, the subway station when Peter held him and said, if you think if you're ready, then zap me right now or turn invisible on purpose on command. And then later when Peter's ready to sacrifice himself, as was said before, miles grabs him yeah. by the costume and says, I got this let go. That was cool. That was cool. There were a ton of different scenes that, that mirrored that duality. And I really, really enjoyed that. Don't watch the mouth, watch the hands. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was good. That was good. Yep. My Lots favorite scene still has not been mentioned. Um, I think, Think I know what it is. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What? Let's see if you can guess me. Go ahead, because hey. I couldn't guess you that put Spider Man Two that low. I'm surprised we're friends. Go ahead. No expectations. I, I, if it's not it, this was my family's, and that was. Hey. Oh, hey. Yeah, that that was that was that was Ava's favorite scene, and she's done that to me so many times. Like, hey, oh my god, Uh, that wasn't my favorite scene, but that that was up there. I like that scene a lot. Works every time. Uh, (laughs) I I like the scene, the intro of Peter B. Parker with, you know, I saved the city. I did the upside down kiss. I punched the car coming through the bill, and I've even I've had a popsicle that wasn't that good. I've 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 had an album of Spidey Bells. Uh, I've had cereal. I thought that was good. I guess if I had to put, oh, Jack, Jack, you got to mute. <laughs> um, the well, actually, don't mute. That'll mess up your mic. <laughs> uh, the part that I guess the part that was more powerful that was my one of my favorite scenes. But Miles's dad talking th- to him through the door where he's webbed yeah. up on the other side. Uh, yeah. That pretty much is my Miles lifting up the heavy machinery scene. Like I, I can do it. I can do it. My dad's telling me mm-hmm. I can do it, and and Peter has mentored me. I can do it. I can lift this up, and he rips those those uh, webs off of him when he was in the chair. That was that was really powerful. That that was essentially like uh, like a caterpillar coming out like a butterfly for me. Like it was he, kind of like. Oh, sorry. No, that's, um, I'm done. Go ahead. It was kind of like like the whole in Homecoming. A lot of us decried how Tony Stark was sort of you know if you're not good with the suit, blah blah blah. But Peter was saying that in this movie, and you bought it because he is Spider Man. So it wasn't yes. like Peter was like talking. It wasn't like Peter was an in in a inappropriate character to talk to him like that, where he's like you know yeah. how would I know it, you won't. It's a leap of faith. Like like and that kind of echoed him in his mm-hmm. mind. Like uh, I actually got a lot of that like the RDJ Tony Stark thing, but here. It's much more mm-hmm. thematically sound. Yeah, I think one. I think a scene that caught me off guard because I didn't see it coming at all. And I mentioned earlier was the Lady Octopus reveal. Like, and there were so yeah, many. That was vis- a good twist. There, there were so many visual cues, like the octagon glasses, and I'm like, how did I not see these? And it yeah, was it was great, a good twist. It was a great reveal scene. Is that character even in the Spider Verse? 
the I, female. I, it's it's a different one. It's I think it's an original. Not movie. like that. Her name is Octavia Otto in the actual comics, but this is just a brand new character. Her <laughs> name is what? <laughs> yeah, like, I know there was a female lock for twenty ninety nine. Was it? I uh, think so. I think so. Octavia like, Octopus like, is that her didn't name? Look anything like that? The, well, in in the comics, it's um Octavia Octavia Otto. She, she was it's like a, um Lily something. Like, like in the comics, it was like I used to know her name because it was in Clone Saga. You're thinking right. of the Carol, one, Carolyn Trainer. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking of yeah. Carolyn Trainer. Yeah, yeah. there's one in Spider Geddon right now that's from a different Earth that yeah, Superior Spider Man was teaming up with. That's the gender. That's the gender bent Octavia Otto, who is like uh, a good Doctor Octopus and Spider Man. That's and right. Universe is bad. That's right. Do we think I, that her and Aunt May used to date? Uh, I think it's it's, uh, it's uh, why uh, they know uh, each other. Another formula. Another good scene is when they go into Aunt May's she shed and uh, <laughs> the spider cave. then they go down. And, and when I saw that, I comes, yeah. when I saw that on screen, <laughs> I lost my mind. I lost my mind. The spider mobile is in a movie, a legit movie. I lost my mind. I thought I, that was so that, cool. One of the best scene, Spider-Man movies of all time. <laughs> that scene was like Brad was Brad's like dream come true. Oh, it was. And and, and when Aunt May, the door turned into the Spider logo, I'm like, oh, that was so neat. Okay, I, any other pros that we haven't hit up? I, I think we're right Aunt May hit me the, the um, or, No, who was it? it? In tears. Smashing what, what? the guy with or no, Tombstone. it was Tombstone. Yeah. Okay. There are like some canonical issues with it, but I got such a giggle when Aunt May smashed Tombstone with the baseball bat, kicking him out of her house. That's awesome. That's the, awesome. the film, the, I, kind of going off of that, the film in general was just really funny and knew how to really balance that humor without making it seem go to on too long. Another th- you know, Spider Ham was fun, but uh, I've seen almost all those scenes in the trailers. Like, there wasn't much new ham in there that I hadn't seen already, but I don't know. That's true. I love noir. Noir, Nick Cage, Noir. That. Yeah, uh, I thought that oh, was a really dark origin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they hey, um, gave him the Disney friendly origin. Well, I like that he was trying to. He's a black and white character that's trying to solve a colorful Rubik's cube. I thought that was cool. <laughs> Is this purple? <laughs> yeah, we, he's uh, colorblind. Cons, Brad. You think we should talk about the Stanley cameo? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. God. Let's talk about Stanley cameo. But Don, what were you, what was your, what were you saying? Well, just briefly, because we don't go on too, too long. Um, yeah. I say it to make it longer. Uh, but, like, uh, I was a little skeptical going in because, you know, you see Peter Parker with a five-clock shadow, and he's kind of broken stuff. I, I don't, we're all sensitive to Peter Parker not being portrayed well, and I really liked how he's he's going through sort of a midlife crisis, and he's in a rut because, like, Aunt May is gone, and Mary Jane left him because she wanted kids, and he was nervous about that. I thought – I really liked how they quitted Peter Parker because – He's kind of cynical and kind of bitter in the beginning. And I really liked him saying, I'm sick of hearing great responsibility. But when Doc Ock reveals herself, he snaps back into action. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't look back after that. And he's like, I've made my decision. Yeah. And I just thought that there was this is a terrific like, – I just want to mention that this is a terrific command of Peter Parker in this Miles Morales movie. I thought that he sounded just like the character in my head. Not, not the voice, but like the way he spoke. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, and, and he had a character arc. He started off bitter and jaded and sad, and he he ended crying with hope. In the tub. Yeah, crying <laughs> in the tub, and he ended with hope of a new Spider-Man and also hope of Mary Jane getting back with Mary I, Jane. I, I know people who were like really upset that Peter was gonna a was a gonna die and b the other one was gonna be divorced from Mary Jane, but it's like I I. I 
I don't have a well, not I I would like them to stay together, but like if they're going to divorce, that's the realistic thing they would do. Like, mm-hmm. and, and there are, and the, remember, this is Peter who has had like loss after loss after loss, not even like just death, but like he's, yeah, yeah. he's been given a, the shaft his entire, pretty much his entire existence. So the, that all compounding into, le- into either Mary Jane leaving him would make sense. It's completely there, believable that they would get a divorce. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> you were talking about the Stan Lee part. Talk about that. That, that is one of my favorite scenes too. Anybody, yeah, what's, the, what's the, what's is, the quote? Um, the, the costume fits eventually or what what's the quote do you remember i, th- I think it was what i think it was uh the co- like miles is yeah. like i don't think the costume fits and stands like it will eventually yeah he was yeah, my friend that was awesome too that, that yeah. was hard. yeah that was that was awesome and me and jack just like instantly like tear up and we're like yeah oh god yeah. That, was, that was one of the best stanley cameos of all time i think and then of course uh looking over to the oh and no returns. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cute. As it seems shine, it, it was like like smiling Stan. Re- real quick, a couple pros, deep cuts. Ramita Ramen was a restaurant yep. in there. I thought that was slick. Steve Ditko is on uh, Miles's dad's phone. As is Bendis and Sarah Pacelli and yeah, Jason. A lot Ramirez. of people are on there. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought deep cuts. That was nice. Um, that was cool. Okay, like they, um, they they had Spider Gwen's origin, and you don't explain that. Peter Parker was the lizard in the in her origin, but you see it. It's like it is her origin. They just kind of just shorthanded. I thought that was cool. This is a bit yeah. of a fun fact. Um, one of the animators on the movie mentioned that like they didn't actually have a lizard model, so they rigged the Green Goblin model to make it look like the lizard, and then sh- hmm. shifted it into Peter. Oh, that's funny. Huh. Nice. That's also, I noticed on the Spider Gwen origin on the comic book that laid down on the table, it said Jason Latour and the other creators who who made him. I thought that was nice so much. Rodriguez. Yeah, it was drawn by Latour. Oh, drawn by Latour. Yeah. The the cover was, but they all got a oh. credit. And then it was issue sixty five, which is her Earth. Right, right. It's also an Eric Larson comic in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. All right, con. Yeah, okay, slight, slight deep cut. Last thing. Um, did yeah. anybody else notice that at the uh, end sequence where they're showing all the multiple models of all the different characters? When there are characters riding the sp- a spider buggy, one of them is PS4 Spider Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they did the memes at the end where it's Spider Man behind the desk and Spider Man laying yeah. in, the, in the train tracks like this. I thought that was slick. I love at one them. point um a bunch of Spider Men are cooking Spider Ham and then another point a bunch of Spider Hams yeah. are cooking Spider Man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. The the meme was strong in the credits. I which uh, perfect. I thought that was a better closing credits than the homecoming had, which I liked the homecoming credits. Yeah. It was like cool. Cons. I had an A minus. Did is everybody else A plus? Yes. A minus. Okay. Uh, Peter, we'll start with you since you and I are the lowest grades. We should have the most. Go ahead, Peter. What's a con out of you? Who was the anime uh, Spider Girl? Uh, Spider uh, Penny Parker. Penny Parker. I, I, I would have preferred Miguel O'Hara to be in there. Uh, wait on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I know I, he's I, in the. I, I know he's in the credit scenes. This, this but is, I would have preferred him to be in the movie. This I, is. I would have. I, I don't mind having. I think they need another female. Like if you're gonna have Gwen, I, I think Spider Girl would have. Mayday would have been better. Than Penny Parker, actually, but that would have been a good way to show Peter that having kids would have turned out okay for him no longer. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. A different story, I think though. that would have detracted from his relationship with Miles, though, because oh Peter yeah, mentoring yeah. Miles. daughters show up would have. I think it's kind or, of a double-edged sword in that regard. Or you could have done Silk, or you could have done. No, but, no. Yeah, but no. see, or we could have. <laughs> 
different he's silk. A different genre, though. Spy- you've got yeah. the noir, yeah. you know, setting that up so it's visually different, and then you've got more of the anime manga bent, which I, gives it a different vibe than the cartoony Spider Hand. I, you I know, mentioned, or, you know, the black and white of noir. I, I yeah. mentioned um, on the Discord that um, I, I think this is a con that. Um, they shouldn't have gone with like six spider people right off the bat. It should have been a Peter and Miles movie all the way to the end because having all these, well, it, it doesn't detract from their interactions, but um, it should have focused on them and focused on Peter being a mentor figure to Miles and Miles learning the ropes as opposed to having like this, this giant collection, not giant, but this collection of spiders that kind of make, they kind of make their introductions a little like their introduction to the multiversal concept a little less um, accidental, and it feels more deliberate. I, I thought even with Penny Parker, I think the writers did a good job of pretty much setting up the origin of all of them quickly in in the span of an hour and a half. I I think they were juggling a lot of Spider People, and all of them had a unique spin on them, if, if to use a pun, but. Each each had a, a nice, quick origin. I liked the, the effect of the comic book and slapping it on the table on top of the other ones. I thought that was slick. Uh, Peter, you said a con. Let me do a con. Okay. What does the A- minus for me is my Spider-Man is Peter Parker for 50 years. <laughs> and and my, my Peter Parker wasn't in this movie. My, my Spider-Man is young and vibrant and, and 20-ish. Uh, but I didn't get that. I got, I got an alternate blonde Spider-Man that dies and I got an old man Spider-Man. I, 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 I didn't get the one I like. Hey, 38 yeah. not that old. <laughs> well, if he, if he doesn't have a six pack, he's not my Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that just takes it away from me a little bit that I didn't get the Spider-Man that I know and love. Yeah. We got the Spider-Man I, with the beer belly. I got beer belly Spider Man and I got he's, blonde. He's surprising. Well, despite the beer belly, he's pretty ripped still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got the Spider Man with a tummy to love. Yeah. <laughs> very, he's very huggable. But, and, well, and, and Christian for the push. <laughs> <laughs> I love Don. Okay. <laughs> so the other con, I'm going to take two, Peter. The other con, and this is a debate that I, I, I think I'm anxious to have with you all. D- I like the idea of the legacy of Spider-Man. The idea of Spider-Man can live on. But do you feel that the Peter Parker Spider-Man and the one that we know and love, something is cheapened by having so many offshoots of him? Like having a... a a pig. We have Miles. We have Penny Parker. We've got like there are so many variations of Spider-Man. Does the one that we love diminish by having so many clones? I don't I know. Just that movie, though. They've already done Spider-Verse in the comics. I mean, that's this. This is not the first time we've had dozens of Spider-Men clones or otherwise kind of like run around. So. I think that's an interesting that's an interesting conversation to have, but I don't know yeah. if that's an inherent con to this movie because it's already operating on a predetermined concept in the Spider-Man mythos. I, and I, and that, I, that, with the exception of like 
I'm trying to think of the first offshoot of Spider-Man, and I'm thinking it's Spider-Woman from the 70s. Yeah, it was, it was Julia Carpenter, right? Ju- no, Jessica Drew. Jessica, Jessica Drew, I think, was the very first offshoot. And what? since the 70s, it's, it's just increased. Like, 92 was 2099, 99 was Spider-Girl, etc. And Spider-Ham in the 80s. Alice Spider Ham, yeah. with so many that are uh, that are popping up, th- th- is the question: Does ours become less special? I, I, I think th- the question is less: Is there an issue with so many Spider Man? It's or you know Spider people. I'm not using the word they used in Spider Verse and the comic Spider Verse, but there's so many Spider people. Um, is that we haven't had a really high quality main Spider Man in a long time? We've only you know, around the time that Spider-Verse first started was when Peter was, you know, written in the gutter. So mm-hmm. it, it feels like it feels cheapened. Yeah, to have suddenly have all these other iterations. It's like, why do we have all these offshoots when we can't even get the main one right? Now, if we had a high quality, consistent, um, consistently well-written main Peter Parker, I think having as many offshoots wouldn't be as big a deal. Yeah. I can answer your question, can, Brad. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know how you, you're worried that all these other spider people are around. Is Peter going to feel less special? I think they kind of answered that in the movie when they announced like Peter Parker was dead. The crowd's reaction to that, like all around, you know, there's uh, men, women, kids just going like this. Like they were just shocked. I don't think you can get that kind of reaction with any other spider person. And, and, and from a marketing aspect, I under, I understand. I get it. There, There's more toys to sell. There's more comics to make if you have a Spider-Man brand. But when I was a kid, the brand was one dude. It was it was Peter Parker. He was in all the movies. He was in all the comics, etc. So I I get it, but I'm not sure I like it. I think I can I can sympathize better with what you're saying because I remember you saying you put you posted this on Facebook and I was kind of it was the first like negative sort of pseudo negative thing I saw at the film and I was like yeah man Brad I don't know but like um <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm hearing you talking about it now and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about like uh, how we take to characters who carry on uh, a sort of shared mantle. Yeah, you know, and I think of like you know like different Robins or the different Batgirls because um, only been a handful of Batman, and I'm thinking of like you know like well, like for example, like, like for example, like like um, uh, last year I really actually read the entire like Spider-Man manga series from the 70s, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool and interesting because it's not Peter Parker, it's a it's like a Japanese character named Yukimori, but he is. Peter Parker liking that, like him being Spider-Man, a lot of things go wrong for him. And it's a much darker story. And it's one of those things like this movie where the concept can be carried over. And I think when you consider characters of different mentals, like like for instance, like like my favorite Ramos to Tim Drake, my favorite background is Cassandra Kane. I don't necessarily think that they should be the last word on those characters. I like those characters for their characters more so than the mantle. And I think with Peter Parker, he's always been Peter more than spider-man it's like in this issue peter's you know got to fight the scorpion while going out and trying to get on the job like we call him we call him peter like he's our friend because he's real to us yeah i don't think that in terms of marketing they're trying i I get because i think ashley made a good point that like he's been so subtle uh sullied for a while that like um it's hard to feel as though people still care about him but i think with this movie it's more a case of like you liking the best out of every version rather than preferring one or the other. 
And I think it's just been kind of a bad history time for him, but I don't think that um, you have to worry about that because they've made the point of individualizing each one so central to the core of the story that it connects out to like the larger elements of fandom in general. You can like a character the best and not worry about if people are liking him as much as you are because your character is so well-defined. So I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know yeah. if that's what they're trying to do in the movie. But if, if you went to a Batman film, and your and your Bruce Wayne wasn't in it, or your your Tim Drake or Cassandra Kane is that who you said? If 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 they aren't in it, do you feel a little cheapened, or you're, you're a little smidge disappointed, like I am? You'd think that would happen. I'd be more like, tell me a story, tell me a story, tell me what you got, oh. and and prove to me why I why I care. And yeah. sometimes you'll get a bad movie, and then sometimes you get Return of the Joker with Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. So I, oh. I think there, there's been examples of it working out, and examples of. No one's going to ever forget the originals. No one's going to forget you know, the classic versions. But there's been it's been proven multiple times with comic books that like people can enjoy other instances, like you know, like Kyle Rayner for Green Lantern, like Ben Ryan for Spider Man, like Miles Morales for Spider Man. M- Miguel, Miguel, I like a lot. I like Ben Riley. Yeah, I think has I think people when people hesitate when there's a new character for that, they gotta just not so much hate what's coming up that's new, but like you know, really think I'm a Peter Parker guy. That, that's that's cool which like but i'm a peter parker guy and i'm glad that you have your version that you like and just really kind of try to stay positive about it and not try to perceive things as an attack on one's character because it can be easy to slip between a positive fan and a negative fan and recognizing the positivity in, in different characters kind of keeps us sane <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I enjoyed the film and I thought it was a very I like Miles a lot. I think this Miles is better than the one that's in the book. Do you would you agree with that? I would I would, inf- I would agree with that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Are these are these more sympathetic? Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I got a jet, so I'll talk all to you later. All right. See you at your time. See you, Peter. See you, Bye. Peter. All right. But, um, um I what was I saying? Which Miles are we talking about? I, I think the Miles in the movie I like better than the comic book. Than the Ultimate comic or the 616 comic? It's all the same, that's, isn't it? That's the problem. That's, well, that's the problem they can't I mean, decide. There's, there's a big difference for me. Um, the Ultimate version worked so much better. And once Secret War happened, mm-hmm. my interest in, the, in that title just has waned considerably. It, it wasn't the same feel and... And I, mean, I haven't, same, I haven't read the, the new character, but I haven't you know, read I the haven't, new issue yet. The I new Aquaman run, yeah. Um, you mentioned like what? If I can get like a repeat of the question, um, the the question was like, is the abundance of spider people worrying to you? Is it? It does no. It doesn't worrying. It does it take away from the from the original? Does it? I, does it make it less special if there's so many other ones running around? I honestly don't think so. Like it, it okay. it's not the qu- it's not the quantity that matters, it's how you use the quantity. Like the problem with all the spider heroes during um the mi- during the all new all different relaunch was that they were all placed in New York and they were all running around but yeah. they were acting like nothing had ever really changed. But when you take these characters and put them in different locations and that ch- like remember when in 20 what was it 2011 2012 when Kane went to Houston? For a while as a scarlet spider that worked because it was a different location away that was essentially away from peter he mm-hmm. functioned on his own as a character and was allowed to grow as a person okay. and then when you, you get these different you got like noir in a different dimension that's basically just 1930s gang violence that that works because it's a fundamentally different location yeah um any other cons what else we got 
the only thing that kind of came to mind is um and this isn't really a con i don't really have any cons but the, the closest sort of observation i had to like i wonder how literally this could go is like when um they go back to like miles's dorm and they take their masks off and peter's like you know i understand what you're going through with me it was uncle ben and nicholas cage says it was uncle benjamin with me and penny says it was my father and gwen says it's my best friend um it's very very somber moment and then they cut to spider ham and he's like you know sometimes you can't save everybody and like it was fine that the moment played but it was i was like I'm wondering if he was a step too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ham, Ham shouldn't have delivered such a serious line. He's a cartoon character. He's a, he's humorous. You shouldn't give the the, the heavy line to Ham. I, I I think that it, it, I mentioned this earlier, but like the movie didn't shy away from being serious, yeah. and I I'm, and I appreciate that they didn't just make him lol so wacky. They they took a yeah. moment for him to reflect and sympathize with the rest of the of the crew. One one thing I I wanted to hear your opinions on. Uh, Spider-Man's motive, Peter Parker's motivation for being Spider-Man is Uncle Ben's death and the guilt of letting the burglar run past. It seems like in this movie, the motivation is from Peter Parker, but also what do you think of his motivation being to honor his uncle who is a villain? What do you think of a villain inspiring a hero? I I think it works because before he knew that Aaron was a villain, Miles looked up to him. He was the person who encouraged him to pursue what he wanted. And he, and there are some people that even if we learn bad things about them, we can't really it's it's hard for us to change our perception of them. I so, agree. And I think that was impactful to Miles because he he can't change the way he feels about people. Like Ashley, even if he learns bad things about me. Ashley and Jack, what do you think about a villain inspiring the hero? Is it is it too far away from the Uncle Ben concept? Um, I don't think it needs to be even that close to it. I like that it's different. I like that it's not just more of the same with Uncle Ben. It's not just, you know, the new flavor of Uncle Ben. Um what I think it highlights for Miles is that it is his choice. His uncle and, you know, other people made a series of you know, bad choices for their lives. And I think it, it underlines to miles that, you know, I have the choice to do the right thing. And that's what it, that's what becomes his motivation. Yeah. Uh, Javi, what do you think? I think for miles family is really important, both his uncle and his dad. And he spends time with both of them. I mean, his dad's his main authority figure, but he didn't have a special bond um, with his uncle and and so i think with for this version in particular he takes the good from both of those relationships and melds it into something that works for him as his inspiration to go forward you know i don't know why i didn't put this together it's it's uncle aaron and uncle ben i don't know why i just now thought of that you're it's, just now getting yeah. that i'm just now getting that it's yeah. it's the two uncles that have inspired the two spider-men that's that's interesting yeah. I, I mean because i'm I'm, it, sl- I'm slow to the party i'm sorry <laughs> yeah uncle aaron who's uncle ben and looks like frozen yeah there you go and then, it's uncle b and uncle a what what, <laughs> what does it mean I mean the um the what ultimate version is a little bit <laughs> what the hobby? ultimate version's a little bit darker. Um the Miles and, and Aaron confrontation where yeah. he Aaron doesn't sacrifice himself to save Miles, that he dies in a fight with Miles and basically accuses him of being just like him. And that's something Miles has to grapple with for a really long time. 
What's what's um, Hobie Brown doing in the Ultimate Universe, by the way? Why did he get his Prowler suit stolen? I never. I don't think he ever existed in they, the Ultimate Universe. I don't think they mentioned poor, it. Poor Hobie. I mean, Hobie, not Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they ever mention? Sorry, Hobby. Did the two Prowlers ever interact in, on Earth Prime? Yeah, and they started pointing at each other like it was a 67 cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that one. Uh, any other cons before we wrap this show up? What do you think? No, this, oh, this was way too good to just slap con. This this ain't Spider-Man Homecoming. This ain't Iron Boy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the con is that it's so good mm-hmm. and it's going to take them so long to make another one that we have to wait. Uh, I don't also, know. Amy Pascal wants to turn these things out. Actually, that brings me to uh, something I wanted to talk about, and I'm okay. sad that Peter's not here because he brought up that he wanted Miguel to possibly take like Penny's role, um, Penny Parker's role. Um, does anyone else? Did anyone else get that they're building up to a 2099 movie possibly? I mean, it's, well, they're, they're they teased it at the end, and I'm like, the visual style would be perfect. Well, like, they've, that, announced, that, they've announced two sequels: a sequel to this movie with Miles mm-hmm. in the forefront and Gwen together. And probably other spider people, and also a all Spider Gwen, all female spinoff movie. Like I want my Spider Man twenty ninety nine movie. Yeah, I, I, that 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 last credit scene, like Lila, that that interpretation of Lila, I've actually I actually really like that. I would love to I see do. that it fully flushed out. As I like saw a, it, I saw on Peter David's Twitter or whatever it said, "Stay till the end, stay till the end, stay till the end." <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> now you can see why I need my royalties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go around the horn for final thoughts. Neil, final thoughts. This is a like this is probably one of the best Spider-Man movies. If you haven't seen it, I actually really recommend this, despite my initial apprehension of it. Yeah. Uh, Adam in YouTube chat says, "I hope the sequels are as good. I have a feeling they won't be." Because I'm not sure the Lego guys are involved with the sequels. It, it was it was just Lord, I think, or was it just Miller? Because only one of them was involved. Okay, two of them wrote I, it. I, no, they they produced, but I think Lord produced. did more of the writing. But yeah. he still had other writers with him. I, I I hope the sequel isn't like Venom, where it's just eh, as opposed to the enthusiasm that we have for this one, all of us. Uh, Javi, mm-hmm. final thoughts. Um, if you want a movie that gets to the core of what the idea of Spider-Man is and you want a good time with action and adventure and amazing visuals, this is the Spider-Man movie for you. Cool. Uh, Jack, final thoughts. Um, back to the uh, cons just real quick. I only have two really nitpicks. They're not really okay. cons. Um, one, why did Gwen feel compelled to give um, – Miles, uh, an alias, one that she, she clearly just made up on the spot. I, I don't think that that really didn't go anywhere or have any point. I don't think. What what did he call her? He's what was the name he called? Wanda. Yeah, she Wanda. came up with Wanda. Wanda. I think it was like oh, Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the only the other nitpick was did did Tombstone just not have his powers? I guess <laughs> I guess not. Because like pneumatic tentacles could choke him, which I, I I mean they looked pretty strong, but not strong enough to crush a man whose skin is made of stone, and a a bat by swung by an old woman. Really, <laughs> I mean they, they kind of implied that Aunt May's been uh packing that bat for a while. Packing she's that ultimate Aunt May. She's <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> she's Marissa Tomei. She's she's um poisoning chameleon Aunt May. That's 
That's funny. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Final yeah, thoughts, Jack. Though after your comments, but, um, what's yeah, your final proper, thoughts, Jack? Proper final thoughts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all just about hit the nail on the head. This. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is that we won't see its like again for some time. Oh yeah. 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 Ashley, final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts. Um, kudos to the animation team all the yeah i know it is not easy to animate a movie as and as, especially to build an entirely new system from scratch so um kudos to them for really seeing making something so great and so worth commenting on out of all of that hard work um i loved it it's a great spider-man movie it is a great animated movie it's a great movie um i'm glad that it wasn't overhyped in that it really stayed true to what I thought it would deliver. And I enjoyed every bit of it. Now, Miguel 2099, let's make it happen. There you go. Uh, I think it's hysterical that I just looked over on my monitor and um, Jimmy Fallon is on and uh, the Green Goblin from Raimi movies is the guest. He's he's who's he playing in Aquaman? I forgot. Oh, is he in Aquaman? Uh, Bo- yeah, Defoe's in Aqu- that's right. Defoe's in Aquaman. Defoe, Defoe is on with Jimmy Fallon right now. I'm looking right at. It's so funny. Uh, water's burning. Uh, I think he's he's uh, talking about Javi at the moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts, done. Uh, I thought I was going to come in on the show uh, ready for a fight because I thought that George was going to be here. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm pleased that everyone liked it. Yeah, the YouTubers are wondering if JR and George have seen it. Neither one have an interest in seeing it. So mm, yeah. that's too old. Uh, <laughs> uh, I honestly, because like, like I said before, how forward thinking it was and like just how modern, uh, if even futuristic it kind of was and with a terrific posthumous cameo by Stan Lee and the fact that this is the last uh you know, uh, Marvel superhero movie of the year, and it ended with dedication to Stanley Steve Dicko, who had passed away. Yeah, mm-hmm. this almost wants me. This almost makes me want this to be the final Spider-Man movie because it would just be a great cap off to the character's legacy. But that's never going to happen. Um, but I think because there's more money to be made, sir. <laughs> but, well, yeah, well, yeah, I think that. I think that like the reason I want that is because it was so good. Yeah, yeah. it's a great note to end the year on. And someone brought up that, that this has been a crazy year for Spider-Man because between. Infinity War and the game and Venom and this, this is probably the highest profile he's ever had. And lest we forget the comic books, it's been a really, really great year. Um, and, and this 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 kind of le- left the year off with fireworks. So yeah, I love this game. Or this game, I love this movie, and it gets a, an A plus plus. Awesome. I think Javi mentioned it in his written review. This was this was a banner year for Spider Man. We've had yeah. an amazing relaunch by an amazing creative team actually well-written spin-offs so that's actually surprising considering marvel um a solid ps4 game that sold like madden won awards and um to cap it off an amazing movie that basically pays homage to what it means to be spider-man so i don't think we could have ended the year off any better you